Hi guys, I'm Kara and I love rom-coms. Hi, I'm Kimmy and I love my cats and soulmates. And I'm Dan and I love films. But all three of us really love that it's just a divorce. And this is Just Kiss Already! I, I, you know, I was spelling it with an O, but are you thinking of like the Winnie the Pooh, H-U-N-N-Y, honey? Oh, no, I was thinking the honey, like the... Like usual. to a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The H-U-N-Y-E-Y. I always thought that you still spelled that like H-O... You I, think people, I think you do, but I think... Honey. I think it's more like a husband, so it's honey. Oh. Is I, that kind of the idea? I think it's also good to be like... It actually is the Winnie the Pooh version, and that's yeah. how I think of my love interest. Oh, to be like, like Winnie the Pooh. You're yeah. the yeah, no pants. <laughs> I call it Donald Ducking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I shit you not. My one of my best friends has texted me. This man Pooh bared me oh. while having sex, so like oh, kept the no. shirt on. <laughs> the only addition would be if he kept socks on as well. Yeah, if, it was just, if it was oh just the pants and undergarments. But she texts me, he poo-bared me. And I was like, what does this mean? I mean, I've definitely Donald Ducked after like a late night. <laughs> like, I'm get Donald, Donald, Donald Duck. I feel like Donald Ducks his socks, too. No, no. No? Oh, because he has web feet. Just, yeah, he has web feet. But I think poo-bear is more funny. No, if you get home from a late night, you know, you've been out or whatever, and you might be a little... Uh, <laughs> Hungover, you might, be a, you might be a little buzz, and you kind of just forget to take the top off. Oh my god! And so you just you just you, you Donald Duck it and get into bed and fall asleep. You poo bared. Hey y'all! Oh my god! I didn't see you there. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Just Kiss already. Uh. Oh my god! Uh, you may have noticed a couple of new voices chattering in the in the in the mic. Uh, these are my two good friends, Dan and Kimmy, have, are joining me here today. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello. Dan. Yes. My name is Daniel Scott Dejess. That's true. Uh, I go mostly by Dan, and in close circles, Danathan. Ah. Uh, and I. I'm a filmmaker, and I am excited to talk about a film. Yeah. I am Kimmy, also known in close circles as Kimby. That is also Kimmy. Um, I am not as active filmmaker as Danathan, but I, I dabble. Yeah. I dabble in the films. I guess if we're introducing our close circle names, um, I'm often known in, in close circles as Killa, so... Uh, just if we ever, you know, if we ever hang out outside and we become friends, there you go. You already know. You don't even have to ask us what you can call us. Close circle closed. But enough about that. We are here to talk to y'all about a movie that is uh, very near and dear to the hearts of Dan and Kimmy, uh, specifically, because I actually hadn't seen this movie until very recently. They, they brought it to me. Uh, and that is Crazy Stupid Love. Ooh. 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 <laughs> is it is that in the official title crazy stupid love Ooh. in some in some circles oh, okay yeah. oh in close personal yeah yes. no i totally understand <laughs> back in when the movie first came out at, oh. the, at the premieres that it had it will it was yeah back in when did when did this movie come out 2011 2011 yeah 2011 2011 is another way you can say that oh yeah 2011 yeah. <laughs> do you know when you first watched the movie i i know i <laughs> 
I would say, Kimmy, that this movie is probably more to your heart than mine. Oh. Uh, for sure. Well, that's a great jumping off point. Because I was like, I think I'm the first person out of this said group to watch this movie. Ooh. I watched this, I believe, back in middle school. Nice. So I was the same age as our one of our main characters, Robbie. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. So that's why it's very emotionally attached. Yeah. Because getting into the movie, the parents are planning to get a divorce. My parents were divorced. Mm -hmm. So like, Having a character that same situation was like, oh, because I really believe in love and I wanted to be in Robbie's shoes and be like, I want to believe in love. Yeah. Was it at that time that, that, they were getting, that, you're, that your parents were getting divorced? My parents got divorced when I was like in kindergarten. Oh, okay. Oh. So they were already divorced, but it's still the thing of like, you want to see your, the people you look up to, aka your yeah. parents, yeah. be in love. And yeah. like, that is whole Robbie's shtick, yeah. this movie. So yeah. I saw myself in him. 100%. Nice. Yeah. And I'll say it now, if you didn't already guess, uh, we are going to be talking about the movie, so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, we definitely recommend you watch it before listening to this, because it's really good, and there's there's some stuff I'd love for you to actually see before listening to us talk about it. But if you've already seen it, or you like spoilers, hi, stick around, keep listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Dan, how about you? When did you actually first see the movie? I... I honestly don't remember when I first saw it. I definitely didn't see it when it first came out. It wasn't like a, a movie. I didn't go to the movie theater to see it. Um, I probably, I, th- I want to say it was probably sometime in high school that I probably mm. saw this. Um, so probably like, I mean, anywhere from three to four years after it probably came out. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely, I've seen it multiple times since then, though. Funny Same. Enough, funny enough. Same. Um, it became a rewatchable favorite. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely... Um, it's not like an Oscar achieving movie. It's it's not one Who of needs them? Right. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's definitely like a feel good, you could sit down, yeah. have a have a good time watching it. Yeah. I hate to use the term guilty pleasure movie. Mm. I feel like it falls into the category yeah, of guilty fair. pleasure movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just saw this movie uh, like an hour ago. <laughs> for the first time. And I know that's crazy since I introduced myself as the rom-com uh, watcher in the group. Um, but yeah, this is this is one of the ones that I had, had yet to see and both Dan and Kimmy have uh, had come to me giving me high recommendation being like, this is good and, and you should watch it. And so... I'm glad I was able to watch it with them, actually, because, uh, wow, it was, it was, it was a wild ride. I, I can easily see myself rewatching this. I had a lot of fun. Um, it made, it was stressful. It was so stressful, but yes. in like the, the exact way that I want my romantic content to be stressful. <laughs> just enough. Yeah, just enough. <laughs> if it's too much, you, you go too far, but it was like, oh, I'm so losing my mind, but I'm having a good time. You and have to have the tension. You yeah. have to have the tension, and this movie does it so well. And the resolution <laughs> at the end was like so worth it, so... Yeah, I could I I could 100% see myself not only watching this again but recommending it to other people and wanting to watch it with them when it's their first time. That's what I was going to say. This is the perfect movie to not just recommend but watch with other people. Yeah. Like watching someone else watch this is an experience in itself. Yeah. It's so good. I'm sure y'all enjoyed my uh, reaction absolutely losing it on the end of the couch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had to make sure that I wasn't 
reacting too early to something that I was remembering. I'll be so honest. There was like a couple of times where the thought did enter my head. Like, oh, I feel like Dan and Kimmy aren't really like reacting very much. I'm like, is it just me? <laughs> but now I know it's because you were, you wanted me to have that moment. Yes, there were so times. Respect. Yeah. I would look at Dan being like, there's a moment coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we both know yeah. is coming up. Yeah. And we cannot speak upon it. There was that scene where the mom goes into the babysitter's room. <gasps> oh and, my god. And I had chuckled there because I, I knew what was going to happen. And I had to be like, oh wait, I have to I have to wait a second. I can't yep. I can't laugh yet. Because, because I have to wait for Kara. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Same with the shopping scene. The shopping scene is at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. That oh, is. Yeah. I Literally, I was like, this is my favorite scene, very quietly. <laughs> it, It's so good. Yeah. Oh, love it. So I'll just give a brief synopsis of the film, or I guess a little um, tagline. Yeah. Tagline yeah. is the better word for it. Um, so basically, Crazy Stupid Love mm-hmm. is a rom-com that, from the very beginning, is a couple who is getting a divorce, mm-hmm. and then we're seeing how that affects not just their families, but outside, outside characters that yeah. we get to meet. Um, and it's amazing. Yeah, we kind of have like a couple, uh, a few like main couples or storylines that we're following, obviously. We have the main, the divorced couple, or the couple that is getting a divorce, maybe. Mm. The Weavers. Uh, the le- yes, the Weavers. The- I thought for a second, <laughs> I thought you said the Leavers, and I was like, wow. Well, they are <laughs> leaving each other. They are leaving so. each other. Pull the Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have... Um, uh, Cal, our main our main man Cal, he meets a, a friend at the bar, Jacob, right? And then yeah. we kind of end up following his own love story with a character that we first meet as Hannah. And then, spoiler alert, like I said, we're going to talk about it. This is your last chance. All right, is it just us? Okay, cool. So then she ends up being Nana, and then that's actually their daughter. And then there's also, like, a subplot where, like, the parents babysitter... And then also their son, and the son has a crush on the babysitter, but the babysitter has a crush on the dad, and it's just like a whole absolute mess of just everybody is connected, and you don't see it at first, and then it all happens later in the most hilarious, stressful, ridiculous way. Just in the backyard, everybody's there. The best scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, so, it definitely is the, uh, yeah, like everything culminating to that point, yeah. and that's the payoff. They did a great, I was losing my goddamn mind throughout that scene. I was like, I cannot, like I knew this was going to happen because of course it was going to happen, but oh my God, somebody please I do think, something. I think they did the build up so well yeah. because throughout the movie, movie, you get characters mentioning a person named Nana. Yeah. And Which I completely over my head. I yeah. was like, that's yeah. like a grandma, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In real life, if I heard someone say, my Nana or... I talked, Did you talk to, to Nana? Yeah. yeah, I would think, oh, a grandmother figure. But yeah. no, it's literally, and they like teased us so much. There's a character named Hannah, and like they keep actively say Hannah Banana. Like the the words are there. It's there. And you miss it for the first time watching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I totally, just completely blind. But I, I think you have to do that, which they did well. Because if you didn't have any of that, if they just had it where it was supposed to be all off screen, I just don't think the payoff at the end works as well because like in terms of like if they had just been like not said hey have you called nana or i just talked to her or addressing her yeah in terms of the the weaver family um then them culminating at the end would feel like forced i mean yeah 100 and not yeah because i feel like when when i was just now watching it 
I was already kind of like stressed and being like, oh my God, because he's doing this romantic thing, but the dad of this teenage girl is driving over to get mad at him about the fact that he found her like scandalous pictures. I'm already like, oh my God. And then while I'm in that state of mind, all of a sudden Hannah and Jacob show up and I was like, what are they doing here? And then the the freaking, what's his name? The guy, the, the uh, work friend. David Lynn. Hagen. He shows up. You forgot your card again. And I was like, oh my god. I think it's the looks between Cal and Jacob, which yeah. is Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. Yes. Just the like, the hello? Double, <laughs> yeah, the double takes. The double the, takes. So and then good. when um, Hannah goes, you know him, daddy? <laughs> and, he's, and, and Jacob, Ryan Gosling's character, just going like, please don't call him daddy. <laughs> please, please don't. Like, so good. Yeah. Ugh. I think this twist is one of the best rom-com twists, yeah. too. Because I feel like we usually, in rom-coms, get like, oh, like, I cheated on you. Or like, <laughs> or like, it was a miscommunication the whole time. Yeah. This one, it's like a family relation twist. Yeah. Which, what other, name one other movie that that's. In a rom com, that it's a family relationship. I can't twist. even name another movie. I'm so sorry. Can't name one other movie. <laughs> I can't even name a movie. <laughs> yeah, the only other film I think about of like connected storylines at all would be like the Love Actually movie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. With like the because some of those are connected. Yeah. With them. I mean, they're... but that's the only one I can like quickly think about, and that's not a family yeah. either. Like those are still separate people. There's like a a, a a little bit. There was a little bit of a trend in rom coms um, of the whole like multiple romantic stories that culminate in some way like yeah. i believe there was um one of them was like valentine's day yep. new year's oh, day yeah. that was they're all they were always about a holiday <laughs> yeah. and everybody was you know it was like a thing Classic, um uh... and I, I but i i still think that this one um hit me harder than any of those and it, and it really yeah that twist they got me. And then they and freaking then, got me. And then you get a fight scene. Yeah. You get a fight, scene. Get a fight scene. It's so good. <laughs> Ryan Gosling punching someone will never not be hot. It's fair. I'll valid. just say. That's a valid take. He took off a ring and then punched a man. That is the definition of hot. There you go. You, hear, you heard it here first. Kimmy's definition of hot. <laughs> Taking off a ring and then punching a man. Yeah. I mean, which makes sense with who you're with. Yes. Has. Has Logan ever taken off a ring and punched him in? Um, not yet, but I'm but hoping You're waiting soon. for it. It doesn't it's matter. He has a thing. ring that he can take off. You hear yes, that, he Logan? Does. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving you tips. Reviews don't know. No, that is my boyfriend. <laughs> so throughout uh, the course of this film, we kind of have a couple of like main themes that, that come up throughout it. Um, I feel like one of the biggest ones is definitely soulmates. This idea of having someone who is the person for you and if you want them to be with you, you have to fight for them, you have to work for them. Uh, we see this in, I think, every every kind of couple that yeah. is on screen. We get a little bit of a glimpse of it in a different way, um, which makes sense because they're all at kind of different life stages and different romantic stages in their relationships. But yeah, what did you guys think about the soulmate theme? How do y'all feel about that theme? I love the idea of soulmates. Mm. I, in most uh, romantic um, media I consume, soulmate is like... You're a fan of the soulmate I'm trope. a man... A fan. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a fan <laughs> of the soulmate trope for sure. Yeah. I would say 
I love the theme of like fighting for someone you love, yeah. but I will make a little asterisk point. <laughs> yes, um, please. please. This, is gonna, please I, this, is gonna, um, this is what I was going to follow with. Fighting for, um, what is it when someone like re- re- reciprocates? Yeah. Yes. What's the word? I'm Reciprocated yeah. feelings? Yeah, that, as long as both parties. Oh, mutual, it's mutual? Yeah. Mutual love, then yes, fight for that love. Yeah. yeah. Asterisk, do not fight for someone. <laughs> That doesn't love you back. That was the fine line for the Robbie, the the, the Robbie Weaver, which is the son of the main character, Cal, uh, and his pursuance of his babysitter. Yes. Um, The the line, I think, it it was really on the line. That was like the one that was on the fine line of it because we're literally seeing people say the baby the babysitter say and in text form being like i am uncomfortable yeah with the pursuance yeah and i was like Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> i was like yeah yes he's young and he's 13 so like i'm like i guess we're like it's he's he's learning and they kind of have that as the ending where he's like i'm aware of what i did but also i think they made a good point of like he respected the fact he's like, I'm sorry, you were uncomfortable with all the said things I did, and then it's also like, I will take the time to wait now. Yeah. Which I think that, I think right. that helps. Yeah, I guess that's. Um, yeah, I will say the too. final, the final little pictures gift that she gives him. I didn't. I feel like we could have done without. I feel like that wasn't necessary. Yeah, like that like, was a reward. I feel like, like I guess because he had fought, he had kept fighting, but. He, he, had, he had learned his lesson of, like, seceding, and, like, this isn't the way to do it. Yes. yes. But that, he still it. got rewarded. The, the, <laughs> Which is, like... The, 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 like, general concept of it was there, because I agree, there, there were many times throughout it that I felt like we were kind of walking this line of... I feel like the fight for who you love theme, trope, is very similar to Kimmy. I think it is really sweet. Um, I can think of a lot of examples of times where I was like, oh, that's so sweet. But I can also think of a lot of times where I was like, just give up. It's 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 making someone uncomfortable. It's it's sometimes you gotta know when to stop. Even if it worked out magically in the end, it's like what we went through to get there, was that worth it? Um mm-hmm. and I do yeah. feel like that that was the only couple that I felt that way about. Probably also because like he's a, a middle schooler and she's like seventeen and yeah. like so it, there were also times where I was like, I mean like I get it, you're young and you and you you're stupid and you have a crush on your hot babysitter or whatever. But also like, oh my god. <laughs> well on the good flip side <laughs> We have Cal and Emily who are like our yes. main couple who's the couple on the way to a divorce this is like the 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 really good example of fight for who you love you can tell they both mutually love each other it's respected and it's there it's not weird (laughs) so like that's that is the real highlight of like fight for your soulmate like when the both parties very much love each other there's just things happening like you lose connections and you lose just like yourself in a relationship yeah it's good to fight for that fact Especially when you really love someone. Absolutely. Yeah. Dan, did you? How do you feel about the soulmate theme? Um, I mean, I definitely come from an aspect of like hopeless, like as well as a hopeless romantic, yeah. right? Like you watch Cute. these and you're just like, I want my own romantic story. Yeah. And, but then I'm also like aware of real life, Fair. which is why when I watch these, I'm just like, <laughs> Are you saying uh, we are not aware of real life? Over here? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I am. Okay. <laughs> this is a good topic. Do you think soulmates exist in real life? Ooh. Oh gosh, that's such a I think a deep question. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes or no? Five, four, three, 
two, one, bang. The, la- the other night, uh, <laughs> I was I was literally sitting in bed, and I'm just like, I think it was like on social watching something, and brain went, and then I went, damn, there's, there's someone out there for you. Aww. But then also being like, there's also the work you have to do. It's like, this yeah. is where it's like, do soulmates exist? Because I think when people think about like, yeah, if you say, yeah, soulmates exist, but that doesn't mean you can't, you that you, you have to, you still have to work for it. Yeah. That's why the theme's good, because you have soulmate, and right. then you have to yeah. fight for soulmate. I mean, yeah, it's interesting in that way. I don't know if I've ever, like, asked myself, or this is, like, first time being asked, like, yeah. do you believe in soulmates? Um, but in the way of, like, you know, we all, you kind of mentioned, like, with you're looking up at your parents and being, like, mm-hmm. the ones you think should be together. Well, my parents have been together for, uh, I don't even know how long. I think they were, like, 30-plus years. Oh, nice. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, so, and that's, like, a good standard of romance i guess or yeah but again like but no like i mean i've obviously witnessed my parents like, yeah even if they yes they are soulmates to each other and my mom and dad compliment each other in terms of flirting right it's like <laughs> weird to be like yeah my par- parents my parents are adults <laughs> um so they're doing anything i'm i've done or i'm doing or they've already done yep. it kind of thing mm-hmm. um but also like i've seen i mean like <laughs> because i grew up with like i grew up in that household i've seen them argue yeah. i've seen them uh have to work at the relationship um Every, every day, every year, and I think, it's like you're saying, this film is a good testament of that, mm-hmm. but I think what people, a lot of people that fall on Hopeless Romantics is the aspect that love is just going to come, and like, yeah. soulmates, if they do exist, there's someone out there, I just have to wait, it's like, no, you have to still work at it. Mm. I disagree. Ooh! I disagree with that point. <laughs> I think we're getting on similar lines, but just a little off. I think finding your soulmate just happens and then you have to work to keep them okay i can ah. i can understand that but you still have to put in the effort of like the you have to put yourself out there in the aspect of doing something that would usually find that soulmate or like for you and your soulmate Valid. to connect okay you know what I, mean? I get that like I... you can't be sitting in your house and find like find someone or, oh like, wait meet are someone. you sure because I think I found my soulmate on social media. Yeah, but, oh? but that was on an app. I'm saying, like, you're not expecting the delivery guy, which it could happen. It or, could I'm happen. I'm saying, it, yes, it could. But, like, you still have to have a conversation. You still have to go to the point of being like, oh, let's, like, let's go get a drink or let's go out. Okay. Uh, I'd like to chime in because I'm actually of a third opinion. Oh! Uh, I, More opinions. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about the term, like, soulmate. I think yeah. it's kind of interesting. But if I were to put myself on do you believe in soulmates, I would say uh, soulmates aren't there. They are made. Uh, you don't meet a soulmate. Ooh. You build that soulmate relationship with somebody. Um, so I don't know what that means. Like, oh, it could be anybody. I'm sure that it, like, obviously you connect more with certain people in the beginning. But I wouldn't necessarily say you have to find your soulmate. You have to build that relationship with somebody. Dan, that's my. That's my. Dan, I think our opinions just got. No, <laughs> that's, got him. That's, well, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Is. Kara, yeah, Kara said exactly what I was saying. <laughs> So, I was I was listening to your thoughts and then I was like I'm just gonna I'm gonna say that now. There we go. We've we've, we've reached the point. Ah <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so another another big theme that we kind of have um, that honestly right when the movie started I felt this so deeply in my soul uh, is this theme of honesty and communication. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause the very first thing, or one of the very first things we see in the film is obviously we start with, I want to have a divorce, whatever. And then there's this scene in the car where it's like, okay, I'm trying to like talk about it. And Steve Carell is being like, just stop talking. Don't talk. If you talk, if you talk anymore, I'm going to jump out of the car. And I just, the first thing that I wrote down was like, uh, that's rom-com sin. Number one, baby. It happens in every single rom-com. There is always some kind of problem with communication. Someone is not communicating. Miscommunication. It's rule one, baby. You gotta talk about things. Yep. <laughs> that would have helped. Like, it's, that's why it's in rom-coms. Because you're course. not gonna have the tension yeah. and, like, the plot without no one. If the movie doesn't happen. I yeah. can't think of a single rom-com or romantic media that exists where communication wasn't a problem at some point. Yes. You yeah. know? Because Emily Weaver wants to get a divorce because she feels like they've lost the magic. Which yeah. is, like... If you had spoken about it, maybe you it's wouldn't. so crazy. But then we wouldn't have got this really funny movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about, like, if Steve Carell's character, Cal, had stayed in the car and actually had the conversation, even at that point, mm-hmm. e- at that point, had the conversation with Emily, um, played by the wonderful Julianne Moore. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like she's um, been underrated uh, in some circles. Nice. Uh, anyway. <laughs> just want to throw that out there but I will say he does bring that up later too the fact that he didn't communicate he's like I should have right. brought yes. for you in that car yes right. yes yes which again is like that setup, and then the payoff of that arc and, mm-hmm. and that, yes. that that Cal's character or, or Cal learned mm-hmm. um, but I think yeah I mean like the, the start of it is that it has to be that he doesn't talk yes and he does it again I mean he doesn't learn a, like, it takes him a while because I think the timeline of this movie she kind of mentions like this has been a crazy year so mm-hmm. we know this movie's at least taken over the span of a yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even when he's got the moving truck and he's moving and she's trying to talk about, just like trying to re-talk about life, right? Midlife crisis and like what's going on. He yeah. still can't listen. He's just talking about the, uh, what is it, the petunias, the flowers yeah. and the and all that. Yeah. Okay, but that's an important note that he, he was listening. Like we see throughout the movie, he works on the garden in the backyard like, mm-hmm. because he loves her. Like, yeah. he does that because he loves her. So he was listening. It was more the fact that he's more focused on, like, his way of showing to love her. Yeah. And not the way she wants him to show love. Yeah. Right. But I think there has to be that, uh, like, we talk about the different types of love. Yes. Right? Yeah. So his would be that effect, like, showing that. Oh, you're talking about, like, love languages? Yeah, love yeah. languages. Yeah. And hers is He's service. right in the right. acts of service. Acts of service. Exactly. She but, just wanted words of affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> right. And which which hits when it's the that he, he used to do and had stopped doing, right? About mm. the, the you're sexy you're a mix of sexy and cute. Yeah. Oh. Um which is why it hurts so much when he says when she finds out she said that to someone else, right? Yes, exactly. Um but I was saying that it needed to be that middle. Mm-hmm. Meeting in the middle or the one you know, one of the like when you get in arguments, it's like the yeah. different types of way you can end an argument. One of them is compromise, which you have to do in a, in a relationship yeah. at, at times, for sure. Not always, mm-hmm. but for sure at times you definitely have to compromise. Yeah. Because uh, we also then, we kind of start out with this this problem with communication, and then we also lead into this kind of rabbit hole of he then meets Jacob, and then the way of talking to women he's he learns is by never talking about yourself, by <laughs> basically just completely avoiding talking about yourself or being honest yeah. 
Which is, then it's really funny when the first time that he actually is able to woo a woman, it's because he oh. is honest with her. And she's like, oh my god, honesty, that's so hot, this is so different. Yeah. And then Jacob actually finds love when he's talking to Emma Stone's character, Hannah, yes. and they just communicate. And, yeah. Exactly. They just talk. He talks about himself, and oh, it's like, see, it's cute, it's cute. You have this entire montage of him learning how to talk to women. Yeah. And like you said, tries it, fails. And then it's just like everything he was told not to do just and then says it and then that lands him. Yeah. Well, which is funny enough to me, though, because then that him in that moment, he does that. He, he does the opposite of what um, Jacob told him to do. And he's yeah. honest and he, and he gets with the gets with the eighth grade teacher. Um, <laughs> but then after that, all of a sudden, that was like the catalyst to have him then be successful in the next montage, which is him just getting with all these women. Yeah. But did that... But... Was it really successful? Mm. Well, in the aspect of, we don't know if he was... Was he still being honest or not? With those... When mm. he when he lands, we find out it was nine other women. Yeah. Like, or eight other women, right? If it was nine total. Yeah, I guess. Um, so if it's eight other women, was he on... Like, was he doing the same thing where he was just honest? Or was he then being like, oh, no, that gave me the confidence that I now know how to be like Jacob. Yeah. In that way of flirting and winning women over. Interesting. Wooing a woman. Wooing is better. Wooing Wooing a woman. Wooing to women. Uh, Another kind of main theme that we have going on kind of comes from the title, uh, which is like, it's called Crazy Stupid Love. People do stupid things for love when they are in love. It's kind of, I feel like it's a a classic, you know? It's, uh, the title one is Chef's Kiss. Yeah. The, also, the theme of the, uh, doing crazy things when you're in love. Mm-hmm. The amount of stupid things <laughs> that retrospectively I've looked on being like, you <laughs> were an idiot. <laughs> that did not help in any scenario. That's so funny. Um, like the, um, when Jacob, not Jacob, when Robbie, the younger kid, does like the whole like, at her school. Oh, the scarlet yeah. letter. letter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like something I would. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I did, like, oh god, stories from my past. Um, <laughs> I had a huge crush in middle, it's all middle school, y'all. It's always, That's, it's always middle school. Oh my god, the ma- I was in band, like, it was, all the band kids had, Did, you, did you choose, like, was, did you choose to go to, like, band? Did you join band no, for yes. a love? No, but I think it's well-known knowledge. When you're in band in any sort yeah. of school situation, everyone loves each other. Yeah, band Everyone camp. Everyone has oh, a crush. Band camp stories, crazy. Yeah. It's a whole thing. But, like, I would just constantly be on, like, attached to my crush's hip. Like, constantly hugging and, like, being just like, I, like, I think I wrote him a note being like, I love you so oh, much. Yeah. I did that, blah, but I was blah. more nervous. I had, like, never really shown him that I liked him, and then I just kind of crashed him with a note. Yeah. I never saw that note again. <laughs> I didn't even do a note. I, did, I had a crush in middle school. Uh, and it ended up that I knew we were going to the same high school. So I was like, <gasps> you know, you, you talk, uh, you know, you talk with them. It's like, oh, what classes are you taking? It's like, oh, cool. Found out there was an elective class. Debate, right? Oh, my God. Sign up for it. No. Uh, freshman year, let's go. I'm excited. Oh, I get to class. She ain't, she's not oh, there. No. <laughs> Turns out she dropped it oh, and switched no. to something else. And didn't tell you. Yeah, it didn't tell me. Which, like, why, right? Like, there was <laughs> she didn't need to tell me. I tried. But it's funny enough. Like, yeah. Then I go the whole semester being like, I'm in debate class now. I'm in debate class didn't, now. Didn't 
wanting to take debate, but... I tried to ask out a crush in middle school. Um, I, like, worked myself up to it. I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually do it. Um, and some of my friends, like, were making jokes to me, like, uh, being like, oh, don't, like, say something stupid. And I was like, haha, I'm not. Uh, moment of, moment of truth comes. I went up to him. I asked, I said to him, can I ask you a question? He said, you just did. Threw me off. Oh. Dude, I was terrified already. It's over. And then I just looked at him. I said, can I ask you another question? He was like, yeah, what? And I stared at him and I blanked and I said, do you like asparagus? And he said, no, not really. And I said, me neither. And I ran away. See, that's stupid. Baby. I think we're all missing out on how strong of a pickup line (laughs) do you like like asparagus is. I think one of my friends said that to me before. Like, she put it in my head. She was like, don't, like, ask him about something random like asparagus. And I was like, I'm not gonna. And then it was the only thing I had. (laughs) That's a challenge I want to go do now. Be like, can I pick up someone with with the line? Hey. Hello. Hey. Hi. Do you you like asparagus? I I don't eat it a lot. Ugh. <laughs> oh whoa oh god i also whoa. just i just also go to like how asparagus can just be an innuendo oh like, yeah. that that's where it would go for cleans, sure cleans your body out it's really healthy for you sure <laughs> i think we've all those like it's all the middle school age too when oh, you do embarrassing so... things that's the yeah. it's the worst age yeah like my again going back to my crush in middle school we were watching the little mermaid it was like our school production Scandalous. so this was not just like watching the movie this was watching the play version oh um and I don't think he had a crush on me, so I'm Robbie in the situation. <laughs> I held his hand the whole time and would not let go. Like, forced <laughs> grip on this man's oh hand. And he wanted to move his hand, but could oh, not. Did he? Did you feel him, like, try? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but you, when you have a soulmate, you fight. <laughs> this is an excellent example of when not. When not. <laughs> You do not let go. You <laughs> treat that man like Jack from Titanic. You quite literally did not let go. Legit. <laughs> but in retrospect, and like a year after that, this was middle school, so like when we went to high school, I definitely was like, sorry. Yeah. I was a small middle school girl yeah. who loved you yeah. and was just wanting to well, hold I mean, your like, hand. Even me in like freshman, freshman year of high school. Mm. Yeah, that's like, still like fourteen, you know. Yeah, sitting. I'd be like sitting in a you know, auditorium, and you have like the the girl which you're like you have a crush on, or yeah. you guys are friends or whatever. And I just like, to test the waters. You think like <laughs> this was a move I thought like worked, and it's just like, huh, let me just uh, use my knee to like touch your <gasps> knee. Do, how how do they react? Yes. Oh, oh, that's so funny. That was like, like oh, that was the trick. Was I, do, I do know this trick. I, for sure. Unfortunately, I was in theater for like most of my life. So all of my, all of my social circles were already just super touchy. So yeah. it didn't matter, dude. I was, our, I was like playing games with my friends where you try to poke them in their belly button. Oh, like when they're not. God. Yeah. Dude, it was like nothing. You can't, you gotta take bigger steps. Yeah. <laughs> you touches don't take work. Take bigger step. They're like, they're like poking in the belly button. That's not that's not romantic because that, yeah. that's that's platonic. It's it's the softer steps, like when you're just like it's the knee. So yes, yeah, or, or like stuff. poking them in like the nose or something. Like, <laughs> oh, the, like a boot, like pick a the, little boot <laughs> on the nose or in the nose. Wait, I was gonna say you picking their nose and then you're just like no, poke poke oh, a boob, no. yeah, poke a boob. No, I said boob. She said oh boob. <laughs> I was like yeah. I was like Kimmy, that's a no. jump. 
just poke, poke I mean, their boob. Is, yeah. <laughs> I've been to you. Oh my <laughs> god. Seven thousand. You said poking a nose. So I went poop. Yeah. Oh and no. I went, yeah. Boobs. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of communication. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just booped your boob. <laughs> I wish I would have tried that move. Oh, why didn't I try that? That would have definitely <laughs> worked. So much old dad. Poking moves. Oh my god. <laughs> so crazy things you do for love. Yeah. yeah. Crazy um, stupid because, love. Yep. Crazy stupid love. Poking the boob definitely would have been stupid. That yeah. Could, and maybe, crazy. Maybe even crazy. Love? Don't know. Yeah. Don't think so. Mm. I'll be honest. Don't know if that's love. Maybe. Maybe if there's the mutual. Reciprocation? Anyway. Just right. tying it all back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just, yeah. Uh, our, our fourth and I believe final kind of main theme that we highlighted. Everyone compose yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready. Dan, do, do you need a minute? <laughs> One second. Okay. You guys, you, obviously you guys can't, you can't see uh-huh. the, the physical movement Kimmy did in terms of just like the straightest finger I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, just like come out and just do like you're pushing a button motion. Uh, <laughs> I poking a boob is a very straight thing to do, I guess. So that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you all can't see that, and that's uh, you're, you're, you're gonna have out. to use your imagination. Yeah, yeah. But our but our fourth main theme uh, is kind of this idea of changing yourself doesn't necessarily fix things. Uh, we get this kind mm. of quite literally with our our main boy Cal, where he he literally gets his rom com makeover scene. Um, he learns a whole new way of talking to people. He changes so much, and it doesn't really lead him anywhere. If anything, it leads him further away from the answer. Um, and then we kind of see, uh, I think, smaller bits of this throughout the other characters. Not not as literally, you know. Yeah, I, it was interesting to me. I, I had it down um, that, like, to me, Jacob and Cal do opposite arcs. Uh, yeah. But kind of still yeah. come to the same result in the way of Cal had to become Jacob to yeah. realize uh, how far, how wrong that was in terms of what he was trying to do. Yeah. And Jacob became Cal. Or or not in the boring way in the beginning, <laughs> but in the aspect of, like, yeah, I'm not trying to just woo this woman to woo her you know mm-hmm. I, like jacob actually becomes to care about her yeah and i think you also see it in the um babysitter too like yes. she tries to be older exactly yeah. Yeah. which is interesting right the babysitter is trying to be older for because mm-hmm. she is, is is in in love unquote quote unquote love mm-hmm. with cal and then you have literally the son who's in love with the babysitter, and yes. he wants to be older as well. Yeah. Um, so you have both of those trying to be older into like the tear up, I guess, of people. Which from again the whole thing, it doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Zero <laughs> percent. Right. Mm-hmm. Trying to be someone you're not. Uh, doesn't work in the long run. Yeah, that would be like a crazy, stupid thing to do. Yeah. 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 It would have been interesting if they had worked the actual title into it. Because, like, you know, you watch, like, YouTube videos that, like, do things and it's, like... Roll um, credits? Yeah, exactly. You hear the title and they're, like, roll credits. Yep. And I was, like, I never thought about it like that. If they had worked in the line, I'm, like, 
crazy, stupid things we do for love. Or I bet you it was in the original script, and someone went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, his his final big speech, uh, that would have been, like, the time to be like, I did crazy, stupid things. Well, he kind of he kind of says it. Yeah. But, but not, like not not with those words. But that's what, someone probably came in with a red pen and was like, mm, gotta read, gotta. <laughs> Yeah, the main point of that was, like, or the main point of that speech was, yeah, fight for her soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sean. For sure. Um, which that leads into you do crazy, stupid things when you're trying to fight for your soulmate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the speech that he gives at the end and how like he kind of hinted at the crazy, stupid love. But the other thing is like a big speech at the end of a rom com feels like a huge cliche. Yeah. And that was like something I felt like they did the rom com cliches. No, one hundred percent. This, uh, like with any rom com, obviously we had to hit on uh, any any cliches that felt necessary to throw in there. Um, so we've, we've got a, a couple of big ones, I feel like. The big speech at the end, that's a huge cliche. Yep. Um, we've talked a little bit about how we had the makeover montage. Amazing. Obviously. Which kind of happened twice, but in two, yes. different, in two different ways. I, I actually wrote down, like, we, initially it was, like, the classic makeover montage. Funnily enough, usually the makeover montage is more of something we see for, um, the female lead. So it was kind yeah. of fun to first see that a little subverted because it was, like, the male lead is getting the makeover. But then we kind of got like the makeover reversal because then we get the scene uh, with Jacob where he's like actually talking about himself and it's like, oh, this is kind of like the flip side of he's the one who really needed the makeover. Yes. Um, so that was a lot of fun. One thing uh, that I felt like we didn't get though in the like the cliche uh, makeover yeah. with, with Cal is that we didn't get him doing a fitting room like I he, know the classic fitting that's room where you walk part. out and you're like what is this the, wait well he does we put on the jacket though we did get that scene where um oh, we do, yeah. Jacob's talking to the like woman yeah, oh he them. does oh we do get it so but it wasn't the montage it's not the yeah. classic montage but they it still was, did it was, it. it was still there I was like oh yeah you're right because yeah it's the whole like oh yeah you want you want to whatever his line is. And then he too. steps up, he's like, that worked? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you're right. We did get the fitting room shot. Yeah. But we, did, we didn't get the classic, like, show it, and then it pans to someone going, yeah, no. Show, pans <laughs> to someone going, yes, but yeah. the person in it goes, no. Yeah. I think they the switched outfits. that for just the slap. Exactly. I think it was, the no was <laughs> the slap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like the classic, like, you come for the rom-com, but you stay for Steve Carell getting slapped. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and then best staying for Ryan Gosling getting yes. slapped. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, another payoff. People getting slapped is kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, in a nice a, a nice affirm, affirmation way. A nice affirmative <laughs> slap. <laughs> you know how it a, is. A slap of love. A slap of love. Oh, but cliches too. My favorite cliche was this, is the rain. Yes, rain at, at a character's lowest moment. I'm a rain girl. Yeah. <laughs> Rain and movies, chef's kiss. Uh, I thought while we were watching it, uh, it was very funny for me because he's out there. It's his lowest moment. The rain starts. I verbally was like, of course. And then Steve Carell in the movie goes, this is such a cliche. And in my head, I was like, damn, he caught me there. It's so good. (laughs) He's so right. That was the the one thing was like, all these cliches happen. Mm -hmm. And right, it's like we say like, okay, it's okay because it it is a rom-com. But then I'm also like, you know, you want to see sometimes something different than these cliches in in these things. Like something new. At least for for me sometimes. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm like, is it new when they're like doing that thing of calling out the cliche? Mm -hmm. You know, which happened multiple times. That, I feel like that's honestly, okay. 
that's gotten, I feel like, a lot more traction these days because I watch a lot of uh, Korean dramas and I remember when I first started watching them, the cliches were there and they were just there. And these days, it's like, I feel like I can't watch one without somebody being like, of course, like, what is this, a drama? Right, <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, ah, I it's, know. It's like the closest to fourth wall breaking <laughs> yeah. you can without, get. Right, it's, it's, without it's looking the at the camera. It's the rom-com fourth wall break, yeah. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but I think this movie mm-hmm. had cliche moments that were cliches but you accepted them because they did it differently that's fair like we literally have emma stone's character hannah like bring up this pg-13 moment thing that like hey if this was a pg-13 moment i would get drunk i would fall asleep and you would put a blanket over me that is such a if you watch like any rom coms, yeah. it's like Disney yeah. Channel or something like that's course, a it's a classic. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a step above Disney step Channel. Above. <laughs> They're drinking appy juice. <laughs> Take back my words. But <laughs> sorry, I just, no, you're good. I it just was... thought about uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. It <laughs> <laughs> just being like she gets super. That would have been a very was, different movie. Is that a rom com? <laughs> But anyway. nonetheless, they go through that. She says that, and they have this whole night, and then he falls asleep. Yeah. yeah. And she tucks him in and gives him a little kiss. It's, I think, like, they call that the cliche, which is, like, a cliche thing to do now. It's honestly now there's a cliche of yeah. calling out the cliche, which right. is so we funny. Right, we literally are, are I love subverting that. or meta, whatever you want to call this it. This is meta-meta cliche. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're to the point it's cliche to call out cliches. Because yes. this movie came out I 11 years ago at this point. I yeah. can't wait until we get to the next step where it's cliche to, like, the cliche, someone calls out a cliche and you're like, that's such a cliche, and now we're at the third level. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was like, Movie directors, she, listen. She said PG-13. Yeah. And literally when she said that, I go, this, this movie is PG-13. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, and, too. The only reason that resonates is because of the movie and all the sex that these characters, like the, that we, with all the montage we have of, you want to come home? Or with Cal and Jacob's yes. character. And then obviously it's PG-13, so we never see anything yeah. of, of that, any version of sex. Yeah. But 100% we're alluding to it in terms of like. Not even a alluding. Lot. He does say it like, I slept with nine No, people. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying he like. We're talking about it, but we're never seeing it. Right. Yeah. Which is like the most PG-13 thing you can yeah. do. Like. Even the raunchy PG-13 movies, you'll get, like, butt. Or, yeah. like, like, you'll get that classic butt Still shot. Like, yeah. Or, like, a, a, a hinting at a, a boob shot. Yeah. Right? Ooh, Which is, like, boob. whoa. But those well, are, like, the, those That's are like the a raunchy, perfume name. Those are the raunchy <laughs> PG-13s. Those are the ones yeah. that'll say, like, the F word. Like, they'll, yeah. they'll say the F word. Whoa. Yeah. That's too far. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. We, can, we, yeah. Were, we were, like, inching on that. Like, yeah. when it was Brian Gosling and Emma Stone, where it's, like, doing the pan over Ryan. Yeah. body and then I would just start talking about it and like goes back yes to I did love how well, they did that I noticed that well I was gonna say that like we th- like is it speaking of like the cliches and the mm-hmm. aspect of like is it subverting it where it's like she's objectifying in that moment like his body mm-hmm. granted it's done for comedy in that way of like yeah she's like oh my gosh like you, you oh it's you this is ridiculous like yeah and it's almost like this isn't real and, it, and it's like, haha, it's a movie, uh, it's rom-com. But I was also just like, my brain always goes to like, if it's the opposite way, yeah. would it have worked if we did the same thing towards Emma Stone's character, mm. Hannah? I think it would have worked if it was the same way this movie did it, which was like, there was the objectifying his body, yes. But they never had sex that night. Yeah. Right. They, it was just all communication. It was just cute moment yeah. times. Yeah. So if that like... <laughs> Yeah, the massage chair. Yeah. I will um, 
I do want to say, because uh, I feel like this has come up a couple of times within our, our talk about cliches, this kind of idea of like, is the cliche done well? Is it good or not? I, and I'll die defending this, love cliches. Yes. I don't care if they're done well. I don't care if they're done bad. I don't care if they're subverted. They are cliches for a goddamn reason. Um, I don't think that a movie ever has to like um, prove that it is worthy of a cliche. We use them because they work, baby. They like, good. They work. Yeah, I mean, I, I love to see like sometimes. Oh, I I'll never get not get excited when I'm kind of like, oh, I know exactly what's happening. This is the cliche. Of course, the rain. I love cliches. I'm a big fan. Um, and I just wanted to let everybody know that. <laughs> I just wanted to announce that. <laughs> announce it to the world, please. I, I think I'm in the I love cliches. I love them. Love cliches. Like, I'm a huge book reader, too, and you Ooh. get a lot of book tropes. Yeah. People like to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, I love it, too. I just think from, Dan and I are, like, come more film backgrounds. You're That's just, fair. Like, as writing scripts and, like, making movies sometimes, yeah. you're like, should we do this? Yeah. <laughs> no. Should we have this in? Yeah. I think it's funny for me uh, because, like, obviously I work on films. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny enough to be like, when you write your own, you talk and they're like, I'm a filmmaker. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, um, you know, oh, so you, like, watch whether it's, like, Oscar, only Oscar noms or, like, these independent movies, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. But I also <laughs> I also need these like heavily rom coms that I watch yeah. uh, as a like hopeless romantic for myself in terms of like I'll watch Notebook I'll watch you know like even though that's probably more of a dr- like drama thing but yeah. there's it's still like yeah. it's the romance the it's the romance that you feel is like this right magical right yeah. I mean it's, it's we talk about it's a rom com or this this hopeless romantic mm-hmm. aspect I think the problem is with like cliches I say in air quotes yeah. Um, that, like, society thinks movies with cliches are, like, not as sophisticated. This is true. It's it's bad and it's a problem. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but they're not. Like, I... Yeah. This movie is one of my favorite movies. I love... Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Like, it, a movie doesn't have to be good because you break boundaries. Yeah. And you... Well, <laughs> yeah. This is actually a good point that uh, I've talked with Jaren before uh, about this idea that oftentimes... Uh, comedy, but especially romantic comedy, media that is traditionally seen as made for women is always belittled. Yeah. Um, and so cliches, I mean, many of the cliches that we are talking about, many cliches in general, romance and cliches kind of go so hand in hand that of course, as a society, people are going to be like, oh, that's bad. That's nothing new, you know? Um, and I think it is kind of fun to see the new ways that people can do cliches. I think people are always doing cliches in, in new ways. Even when mm-hmm. it seems like, oh, I've seen this before, there's still usually going to be some nuance there. As long as, you know, the whoever wrote the script had their, their heart in it, I think there will yeah. always be something cool and fun to find about it. But, yeah, unfortunately, I, I know that I'm probably a bit of the, the vocal minority in my uh, absolute adoration of cliches, but... Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, a bigger thing than just, like, whether or not this is good. There's also that issue of they are just belittled because they're seen as, you know, chick. it's like the whole chick flick thing. It's like, oh, that's a chick flick. It's yeah. not good. It's like, mm, why like, are you saying that? Think about it. Or I said, like, guilty pleasure movies. Yeah. yeah. Guilty pleasure movies, even though, like, I don't like to use that term, but I'm using it now. Yeah. It, they're still good. Like, people yeah. like to watch them over and over. Like, I like to watch Crazy Stupid Love. Because it makes me just feel good. I don't yeah. have to learn a, like, you learn a lesson, but you, I don't have to learn, like, this deep, 
heartfelt thing and like right. an Oscar yeah. worthy. It's not a character. It's study. the same yeah. as uh, like media made for kids. How yeah. people will always belittle that because it's made for children, and no. it's like, but <clears throat> How to Train Your Dragon trilogy is one of the best trilogies that exists ever. I just want everyone to know also Avatar: The Last. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I had a fun time. It was this movie called I think it was like a uh, Chicken Hair. Oh, it a, what? It's like a movie, it's <laughs> a movie on Netflix, is. and. Um, it's literally the, the it's the fish out of water of like this rabbit finds uh, finds this character that's part chicken part hair. Oh, uh, he's oh, hair and then and he has chicken legs oh. and like being like, but the jokes in this movie, I was laughing. Like, I was oh yeah. I like we threw it on. I think to watch with like I don't even know. I think it was like watch with my nephew. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's only like two. But anyway, talking about media. It's just like, I had a good time watching that movie. Yeah. So, with that being said, I'm just talking, like, everything's subjective. Like, any movie that comes out is going to have people that like it and people that don't. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, you're talking about, even if it's... The reason I'm talking about this kids movie and you were talking about children media and the way we look at things. Yeah. Like, because of just how all media is subjective. Especially yeah. films and art, TV shows. Yeah. Is everyone's going to view it differently. Which is amazing. Because people will be moved by it differently. So, even they, like... Kimmy, you were talking about, like, you were like, I don't like to say, like, the guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. But it's more just, like, people have films they like yeah. and films they don't. Just yeah. because, like I said, just because I'm a filmmaker and people might be like, oh, so you might view films, like, this way or come down. I'm like, no, I love rom-coms just yeah. as much. Like, I love having that. I'm going to sit down and just watch this movie. Well, I will say a great note on, like, movies that are, like, Oscar-worthy. And, mm. like, I hate Dune. Oh, I whoa. hate it. Oh my god. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> I hate it with a burning passion. But you know what I love? Crazy stupid love. That's true. You know, listen, I hate the kissing booth one oh. the burning passion. But the kissing booth three? Pretty good. <laughs> whoa. It, whoa. It was I, somehow the trajectory of that movie's they got like I mean, it was still stupid. I just, it was so stupid. But it was, like, the kind of stupid that I love. Whereas the first one was the exact kind of stupid that I hate. Well, I, <laughs> I've never hated a movie until that first one. I think we might be in disagreement. Like, I, I had a good time. I'll say I it here. I'll say it here right now. the third one. The third, it was, it was I like <laughs> the second one. I, like, wasn't even that mad, you know? <laughs> Kissing Booth is a whole nother tale. Yeah. yeah. So don't, <laughs> oh, don't you worry. We'll, we'll, don't you that. worry. We'll get into oh, that one at a later Karen, date. I should make you watch. <gasps> I have oh. watched... I've seen... Somehow I've seen trailer or like previews of these movies. Of course. No. I have not watched them. I'll be, so it would be very interesting, I guess, to hear my oh, take maybe. Oh, please. Um, anyway, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're all talking about movies that were like, oh, like people would definitely be like, that's a dumb or like a bad movie or, or whatever. Like that, not even bad, but I'm saying, yeah, diff like people might view it differently. Is like I grew up nostalgia based on The Master of Disguise, which you oh, guys, I don't know if you've seen that. What that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's a movie with Dana Carvey. Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> he like he's Wayne's World with Mike Myers. Do you know that? Okay. Whoa. I shook my head. That was oh, a no. <laughs> I shook my head. <laughs> that is a no from me. No, yeah. uh, anyway, that movie's one of the funniest beats they come back to, and I say this as, like, it's funny. I think it's funny because of, like, the d- so bad, dumb things they do in the movie mm-hmm. is the villain laughs so hard that he farts. Oh. And so, so you saw yourself in this. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that's, Dan, that's, that's the origin story of Dan's humor. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, but, like, 
it gets to the point of like if they did it once you'd be like all right this is stupid but they they're like we don't care we're living with this bit every oh. time he laughs to do the evil villain laugh which is like classic i am of the firm belief that bits beaten into the ground are the best yeah, <laughs> yeah like i so no one like probably very minimal people uh would love this movie on like a, it's definitely not done well like it's <laughs> fair but in terms of, like, Dana Carvey literally just said he made it for his kids. Mm-hmm. And you see that. Yeah. And the villain is played by uh, the guy that played Brett, Brett Spiner, who played uh, Data from Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> so your your partner would like that. Uh, or know who that is. My boyfriend likes Star Trek. Um, yeah. That's a good note to add. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> jumping very important context. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, yeah, that movie is, every movie is subjective. Yeah, yeah. That is a, yeah. that is a just nostalgia-based watch for me, so everyone can watch whatever kind of movie they love, uh, that makes them feel a certain type Unless of way. Unless it's The Kissing Booth. I have beef with you. <laughs> <laughs> Only the but, first one, though. The other two I didn't yeah. have beef with, but the yeah, first so one. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, liking a movie is never about, does it have cliches? Yes. Or is it Oscar-worthy? Yeah. Or is it a character study? It's more just like, when do, when I watch it, do I... Feel happy, and yeah. when I watch Crazy Did Stupid, I? yeah. When yeah. I watch Crazy Stupid Love, I'm happy. My my firm uh, scale of uh, do, is it a movie good or not? Is, is uh, did I have a good time? Good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, like when I go into conversations, I love talking about movies and yeah. film. But my goal when I go into these conversations uh, is not to change your mind. Yeah. Yeah, movie. that's a good. That's a good. Oh. I'm not. I'm not going in being like, why don't you like this movie? Yeah. Right. I just like to go in and being like, oh, let's talk about it because there's things like you guys have brought up that I wouldn't. I didn't notice in this movie. Yeah. And we're talking about it, and I. That's what I love, um, in terms of this, and so that's why I love that movies are so or TV shows are so yeah. subjective because you get this. Yeah. But you know, you have people that are like, you don't like it, and it's like. Oh, people yelled at me about Dune. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. That's it. I'm sorry. I don't like it. Why? Are you crazy? Why? What? I can't believe you. What? Yeah. And it's like... So day was only in it for five minutes. I'm upset. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, I believe, uh, obviously, you two are uh, movie movie boys. Uh, more movie-er than me. Uh, we dabble. They dabble, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I, I'd love to know um, some of the thoughts that you had on maybe some of the more like film specific choices, like shots, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, anything y'all wanted to bring up that I might have missed? No, I, uh, the one thing it was right off the back, the opening of the movie is mm-hmm. them showing up couples at a, di- at a restaurant on dates playing footsie. Yeah. And being like rubbing a leg mm-hmm. uh, if you couldn't see i'm like using my hands to, yes, uh, to, he is, he's to miming right now what it looks like you're gonna have to either watch the movie or imagine it yeah <laughs> uh so they do that like the montage three times and then we get to the main character the main couple mm-hmm. and it's the classic the uh, feet aren't moving they're yeah. very stationary yeah uh and they also have how can we make corral look boring and like unattractive 
<laughs> which is giving which him is... the Spider-Man 3 <laughs> Venom haircut, <laughs> that's how they did it. Well, he also kind of had the polo uh, that's kind of matching the shirt that Spider-Man 3 Sandman wore a little bit. Like, there is that, like, yellow-green. Yeah. Wow, they went full Spider-Man. And, then, yeah. and also, like, any cause, like, how do we make someone look unattractive or like a dad or like a parent? Like, Toby, we give them sneakers. New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> we have them wear New, new Balance yep. shoes. Yeah. Um, and also, like, let's have the actor slouch a little bit mm-hmm. um, when he's the boring version of himself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also wear a fat tie. Yeah. And, Not a slim tie and the jacket. And he looked down a lot, too, I noticed. Yeah. yeah. When he gets the confidence later in the movie, he body language is so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so important. Yeah. Um... But anyway, that being said, that that was like that was the opening. Uh, they established feet first, and yeah. I thought, I thought it was interesting that when we also get introduced to Jacob, mm. involving himself into the plot, because um, we see they don't go really any close-ups of him. We do have that like he's um, they put all these extras in front of this wide shot, and it's him in this top right corner that you kind of yeah kind of obscured a little bit, and then when he moves into the table to uh, Hannah and her friend Liz they start on the feet as well. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was just interesting of being like, let's show his, like, this person definitely not flirting. This person definitely not moving at all in terms yeah. of, like, the footsie love that we were showing and the flirtatiousness. Mm-hmm. And also, New Balance shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we go, foot shot of Jacob, and he's walking to Whoa. be to flirt. Oh. And, and fancy shoes. And fancy and, shoes. And fancy shoes. Yeah. Yes. And so I was just like, that felt like a choice. Yeah. Like, yeah, on purpose absolutely. choice. That, um, yeah. Wardrobe's a huge Oh, no, thing for sure. But I thought it was, that was the way they decided to introduce their... The characters. Our, our mm-hmm. two, what I think is the kind of the two main and characters. And maybe one of the cameramen liked feet. We don't know. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> it was, it was Quentin Tarantino's son. Uh, was, oh, yikes. <laughs> was, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's son is, uh, he's like his dad, but he likes his feet with shoes on. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got their preferences, yeah. you know? One of my favorite things in mm. this movie and other movies is I love mirroring. Oh. So, like, the whole, we see it later in the movie where Jacob are more, like, sultry character who's, mm. like, you know, getting with women. When he's finally happy, his space at the bar, like, the seat he is sitting in is no longer taken. Like, we ah. see it literally empty. And then Steve Krell's character, who's now in that character's vision, is sitting in that chair. And then across the way in the bar where Steve Carell used to sit at the bar is now a character that looks like another Steve Carell, like... Right, before yeah. the... Before the... He hasn't been uh, montaged. Yes. <laughs> Literally, yeah. exactly. So I love that in films where you see, like, a character's growth and when they take someone else's position, which wardrobe is a huge thing. Like, yeah. you yes. see Steve Carell become yeah. more like... Um, Brian Gosling character, Jacob. Like, their wardrobe changes. Yeah. So I just, like... I like mirroring. It's yeah. fun to see that. Well, you talk about that mirroring. Yeah. Mirroring. mirroring. Mm-hmm. And there's the part where I, we talk about wardrobe. So Steve Carell's wearing the nice suits now, uh-huh. the vest that mm-hmm. Jacob introduced him to. Yes. Well, now when he's with... I will say, the initial outfit that they had, like, after all the makeover, they were like, and then here's his outfit, and would you sleep with him? I was like, nah. It was like a sweater. What is he wearing? The four, the four layers that he like, they wrote as a comedy bit, I was like, that would be me. I'd be mean, like, this is not... I'm wearing... It's like a blazer vest That was like one of those... Of, yeah. Like, it was a blazer jacket... With a blazer vest with then a tie. Yeah. With like a, it was one of those ones where it's like a, a higher neck, but it unzips. Yeah. Yes. But not all the way. That's what I would wear that. Like that would be the top. Yeah. That would I wouldn't wear a blazer over that. He got 
better. But he had better suits yes, later. He, he definitely had good outfits after that, but that <laughs> one I was like, that's the one? That's the final makeover? Like, nah, this is not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nah. Um, but please. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the wardrobe, but when you see him, like, especially when they're in the, I think it was the, they were in the wine shop or in the, uh, whatever, they were, he was with Hannah. Yes. Yeah, in the wine. It was and the wine now shop. he's wearing a polo. Short sleeve polo. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. And him being like more similar fashion of yeah. like what Steve Carell had in terms of a polo. I didn't. That I didn't m- notice that either. That might not have been on purpose, yeah. but I just think it was funny enough to be like, he's not wearing a suit anymore when he's with Hannah. Yeah. Also, didn't notice that, but I noticed he also, when he starts falling for Hannah, he's dressed down. I do it in quotes, air quotes. Yeah. Like he's taken off his shirt, he just likes pants off. It's like he's take stripped. The confidence. Yeah, I was like gonna a, say you could take it like a step further and being like him not having the shirt on almost yes. is like a sign. Right, we talk about peeling layers, right? Like yeah. um, she asked him to take a shirt off. Yeah. And he asked if he can put it back on. <gasps> yeah! Oh my god, the oh revelation. My god. <laughs> wow, I, I I'm a very, very big fan of showing character changes through clothing. Yes. I think that's so, so, so like every time I'm like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> I I love it, especially when it's um colors too. When colors yes. Yes. I don't think we I might have to watch it back to like yeah. really pinpoint that. I don't yeah. think any colors change. But all right, round two. Let's round go. two, colors <laughs> only. No, uh, um. Yeah, the palette. Like a like usually you would see certain colors used. Uh, there wasn't anything that like stood out. There was a lot of grays. Yeah. Yes. Wardrobe. I saw. Yeah. Like this kind of thing, like the cinematography and the choice of lighting. Yeah. There was like. There wasn't anything that like caught my eye or stood mm-hmm. out in Fair. terms of shots there was a little one shot and i'm a one shot fiend <laughs> yes we, if it's we done <laughs> if it's done correctly <laughs> i will say there is right people talk about people get mad about people that love one shots because it's like they just want a one shot yeah to have a one shot i do actually really like, like one shots and i feel like that's no. because of you anytime i see one i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah. one shot <laughs> uh, i know it definitely needs to be used correctly yeah. and for a reason you're not just doing it to do mm-hmm. it that yeah. makes me upset when I see yeah. that. Like, yeah. this is, what did this do for the film? Or I think maybe, if anything, I think back to uh, filming a short film for Kimmy mm-hmm. and we, uh, like, the takes we had to go through to get the one shot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm just like, damn, I bet it took them so long to get this. Well, I think non, I guess people, non-film people, mm-hmm. um, sometimes people get mad when they find out there's an edit in a one shot. Like, it's like, but... The amount of time even touch of edit yeah. that. Yeah. Is, like, in this movie, we get You've got to get that, like, exact... Yeah. Yeah, in this movie, we get this, like, um, moment where he's in... Um, Steve Carell's character, Cal, is, like, in the bar, and he's with different ladies in different outfits. Yes! Oh, my God, that was but so it, cool. it looks like a one-shot, but... Uh, yeah. You, you know, had to be since it. they're switching outfits and switching girls yeah. and yeah. switching positions, it's not. Like, there's editing between... And some people could get mad and be like, they should have shot it in one take. It's like, right. how? Yeah. Please explain yeah. to me how would you, you like to? <laughs> well, would you have liked to see a one shot uh, with them going uh, Ryan Gosling in terms of in the locker room naked and then also being in the same position in camera frame oh, great. now in the sauna? Oh, would, yeah. Would you that have rather that been a one that shot? That was really funny. <laughs> I would have wanted to watch the backside of Ryan Gosling walking to the sauna. <laughs> That's fair. Right? right? That's what's yeah. No butt shot. No, no butt. We only got no. side we cheek. Got, we, we didn't got, get full butt. We got abs. Little, we got we got like a little a little side cheekage, but we never got full butt. No boobs. No boobs. No boobs. No boob poke. We got, we no got boob. the classic. Uh, Almost PG thirteen. Kind yeah. of boobs. Classic boobs. using a, a person to block uh, a genitalia. Yes. Yes. Which love it. Yeah. So we all know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I was gonna be like size comparison, yeah. <laughs> like. Ryan Gosling's is the size um. of Steve Girls. Well, <laughs> moving on. 
<laughs> Speaking of, I did want to say uh, I wanted to take a little bit of time. Um, I know that this is like a favorite movie for the two of you, and I also, upon first watching it, had certain moments that I really, really liked. So I'd love to ask if there are any favorite moments that we haven't gotten a chance to highlight that you wanted to. Uh, I have two. Ooh. Uh, there was one I like, like similarities yes. or opposition of stuff and this kind of is like in the way of the we were talking about like filmmaking but the deal the ways they would do the subverting of power oh yeah so like when um jacob first meets uh hannah mm-hmm. and it's shot like from her like you know, we know the classic, like, if you shoot from a low angle, you're usually, the person you're shooting, you're usually giving them the power in the scene. Mm-hmm. And so for him, he's walking up, trying to flirt, trying to yeah. woo her. Um, and she's adamantly saying no, which I think kind of separates in the way of when she's standing her, when she keeps her stance on saying no and not giving him or um, agreeing to the power, he then comes down to her level mm-hmm. and they're now sitting evenly. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and now, and then it's, now they're on the same page. Like, he knows he can't do that what he usually does for that yeah yeah it was one but then to mirror that and the way he met cal and that it's opposite where it's him telling cal to come over yeah not cal coming to him or him yeah. going to cal and then being the same thing of now it's him sitting down and we're shooting it of that it's like cal right the angle would be that your cal has the power but he doesn't yeah it's yeah it's jacob still has the power and he's just sitting in his chair because yep yeah agreed. um and that was just a mirror and then finally them coming down to being on the same level yeah and um, then like the movie points it out too when we get robbie the kid oh i love that yes. so that much yes. Yes. Putting, like, putting the chair up to be like listen here yeah. <laughs> to kevin bacon's character which is david who is the man the uh, mom cheats on yeah so like yeah him or cheats with cheats with yeah. whatever it is when he yeah when he scoops up oh so good yeah I one of my one of the ones that really really stuck with me was um, right before the rain kicks in after the whole parent teacher conference when um, the the what was the wife's name uh, Emily. Emily Emily yes when Emily goes to storm off before she does she says who are you and then after she's out of earshot Steve Carell goes I'm your soulmate and I was like oh yes <laughs> I oh that hit. That hit me. I would say my favorite scene was going to, or I have two, but mm-hmm. one of my first ones is following that is just the school scene yeah. when they're sitting apart waiting for the yeah. super conference. Mm-hmm. I did really love that. Like, that yeah. show the was like. The visual cue of that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just, and then like they're talking of just like their past and like where did we go wrong thing. Like, I think that scene just emotionally hits really hard. Yeah. And then, yeah, the whole soulmate thing when she walks oh, up. It, it hits. It hit me. Hits. And then my other favorite scene mm-hmm. is the dirty dancing scene. Oh, that was really which funny. Which I'm surprised we even haven't, like, touched on it yeah. yet. That was really funny. Like, it's so cute. I just love... Emma Stone is one of my favorite actresses. Mm. We'll just say that. A little biased. So her just, like, being goofy and being like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And he's just like, come on. Yeah. You can do it. Like, it's great. So there's an interview of her and Ryan talking about that scene uh-huh. and her having a fear. Oh my she's, god. She's like, I didn't know I had a fear of uh, jump, like being lifted above someone's head. <gasps> and so uh, she's like, Ryan, how did I react when that happened? And he's like, um, the best way would be like if a cat like all of a sudden started clawing at me oh no that's so funny to get down and being attacked basically Mm -hmm. well the scene was great no yeah it's funny that it's like there was probably really like 
her it could be her reaction i mean yes she's acting which i think the the um i've always been loved emma stone's uh ability of being able to convey everything yeah her face I not did, even saying a line i wrote down at one point like this this nervousness that she was portraying like hit me so hard and i think it's just because she was doing such a good job of like portraying being very nervous about the situation i was like oh my god i feel this on like a spiritual level <laughs> yeah i mean the this the cast in this this is 11 years ago and like the star-studded cast in this of just the ability like we're having scenes like that you get these actors that are conveying something entirely different mm. uh from just their facial reactions mm-hmm. um the pilot conversation the conversation where they talk about the pilot light yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, Steve Carell's face is saying everything yeah. in terms of like what he's the actually phone meaning. Call. Yeah. yeah. And then anytime Ryan Gosling is just straight up reacting to something of just being like, huh? Oh, like well, what? That's what? a great thing because I think GIF culture is like a huge yeah. like pinpoint yeah. of great reactions. There is a GIF from this movie that people might know if you're just listening like, to this podcast. Mm. That like when he the makeover scene when Ryan Gosling like does a like look up and down. Yeah. That is a popular GIF I've seen. Quite often. Yeah, there's the one of uh, Steve Carell when he's like flirting and he does the, like he does mm, the yeah. he, puts his, he puts his finger out with a drink. Yeah. I'm like I've seen that plenty of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So or the or Ryan Gosling when after the, after the fight scene he puts yes. his hands down like that yes. or he's laughing. Yeah. I'm like definitely seen those as, as mm-hmm. memes or gifs. Um, but yeah, I mean you have you got like even supporting roles like these small roles you have Marissa Tomei, uh, Spider Man's aunt playing yep. this like eighth grade teacher that yeah uh, what a crazy like oh my god and yeah. what are you doing here you have kevin bacon <laughs> as yeah. you have kevin bacon in a supporting role yes. as uh, D- david linhagen hagen Hagen. yeah um and then you uh, have josh groban yeah, yeah you have josh groban <laughs> love him in, in in a um who's, who's the other thing uh oh my gosh i'm, I'm blanking joey king yeah, well, well, Joey, yeah, Joey, Joey King there. before she Which, was popular. The yeah. Kissing Booth star herself. Yeah. Sorry to keep bringing it up. <laughs> um, I would like to talk about uh, the, I know we kind of briefly talked about, but just the insanity of the through line of all these things culminating in the fight at the end. I'm only bringing up the fight again at the very end, mm. uh, which to me is like probably the best part of the film personally. It was um, really good. Writing-wise, it's just, it's just to, amazing. Yeah, yeah, just to talk about all the through lines that had to culminate for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, to get a bit of, stay away from my daughter. You stay away from my daughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the, my favorite part is just <laughs> David <laughs> David Linhagen. Hagen. 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 Uh, showing up. And uh, obviously we know throughout the film that Carell has like... Talked about his wife sleeping with David Linhagen. Mm. Um, throughout the film, and so everybody knows this. Jacob knows this, mm-hmm. and for him to then meet him, yeah, and just being like, even though Cal is mad at, at Jacob, yeah. yeah, and him just being like, oh, you're you're David, and taking his ring off and and Bam. Him. Oh, hot, just being like friend- <laughs> friendship. The friendship yeah, I would love to have. Yeah. Is that even if I'm mad at even if I'm mad at you, yeah. that you would still punch the guy that slept with my wife? <laughs> yeah, I, I I really really liked that moment. Yeah. yeah, I think it, I think in real life that would happen too. Yeah, if this were if there was a random fight that happened that occurred like yeah. this, so if the cheater came in, are yeah, you, are you that? Are you are one of you that for me? Yeah, yeah, you'll, oh, absolutely. You'll punch 100%. the person that sleeps with my partner. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I'll I don't know. I don't know how strong my punch is, but I could like run at him. I don't know. Yeah. I kick. 
kick. Just I want to make a point. If I take off my ring and punch a man, you cannot fall in love with me. It's very hot. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally understandable. Yeah. Oh no. The minute you said that when we first we got that shot of a. Uh, the slow motion pizza eating shot um, of Ryan, one, and you were yeah. like, "That's Logan." Uh, yeah, that's my boyfriend. I was like, that's, uh. well, "You I, did." You were like, "That's there's Logan. a reason, there's like, a reason why does that I'm make so much with sense your, yes. with, with your boyfriend." I have shown yeah. my boyfriend Logan this movie, and the second Ryan Gosling came up in the slow mo pizza eating scene, I was like, "That is you," and he agreed. <laughs> He's like, like, yes. Oh, shit, that is me. When we say that, we mean, like, in the outfits as well. Like, I've seen... Are you saying my boyfriend is not as hot as Ryan Gosling? No, I'm saying... Oh, good. I'm saying in the outfits, (laughs) he's even wearing the exact outfits. Yes. Of, like, the slim pants, the shoes, the the nice, slim, nice-feeling polo shirts. Yes. We know you're in love with Logan. Yes. The man is a a demigod. (laughs) Not a god. I can't say god uh, because he's hu- he is human. Is he? I mean, if I had a chance. Wow. You don't. So. It's not gonna happen. I have to bring him down a little bit. Right? It's not gonna happen. I have to make it achievable. Well, um, I'd love to... I, I feel like at, kind of at this point we've we really touched on a lot of different things, but I'd love to know your final thoughts, I guess, on this discussion, on this movie. Uh, any any lasting words you'd like to leave the listener, my, my wobbly listener, with? <laughs> yeah, we kind of talked about it, um, obviously, throughout this, this whole conversation. Yeah. But it was all the setups and payoffs mm. was like... Agreed. Yeah. Was... This was like a really good stand-up set, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything from... Uh, Kimmy talked about in terms of like the slapping yes. of like during this month the ma- the montage is, yeah. is uh, Jacob's character slapping uh, Cal. Yep. Or Jacob's character, Jacob uh, Ryan Gosling's character. <laughs> Jacob's character, Ryan Gosling. Cal, Carell, Steve. Anyway, um, slapping, and then at the very end, literally doing the callback of then Carell's character slap slapping yeah. uh, Jacob. Yes. And but that like they did that multiple times of payoffs whether it was the finding the soulmates thing like you mm-hmm. have that conversation and then them talking about it and that's the payoff there uh and it happened multiple times throughout the film i was like and that's another that's another payoff yeah. to a setup. Uh, so that was definitely like something that uh, i it was just really i don't know how to say like heartwarming in that mm-hmm. way of like it's just good when you see things set up and they get paid off yes like whether it's action romance whatever type of film you're watching Love to see it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think my final thoughts on this film is that it's... I love media about love. Yeah. I just love love. I I like the idea of soulmates, and I think the theme of, like, fighting for soulmates is something that really resonates with me. Yeah. So that's why I just love this film so much. And the actors have so much chemistry. Mm. It just works magically and then i think it's kind of like a master class in like writing setups and stuff yeah. like if you want to write a good twist honestly this is actually a good movie to like look at yes just because like foreshadowing is a big thing for setups and they did it like mm-hmm. mentioning the um nana and like like just little things of like oh my daughter like we don't know till the very end when it happens and it's like oh it's amazing so yeah. just like watching this movie and like hearing the subtle like themes and stuff throughout the writing is just amazing yeah i gotta say one of my favorite things i think about this movie um on top of like the setups and the payoffs but since we were talking about writing um i'm a really big fan of dialogue 
Uh, I, it's my favorite kind of thing to write. Uh, y'all know, y'all also listeners know I'm a linguist. Um, and the idea of dialogue that uh, not only like carries the, the plot itself well, but also sounds natural while kind of like not too natural to the point. Because if you ever listen to people talking naturally, sometimes it's like a bit, it's a bit much for like storytelling um, in that way. Um, and I, I really, really loved the way that everybody like spoke, like whoever wrote the dialogue, and, and of course props to the actors for um, their choices in delivery. Um, it, it came across really, really well. It, it, it just sounded really good. Like I, I believed them when they were saying things, and I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. It's a believable movie. Yeah, like even it, though it's insane, yes. it's a believable yeah. movie. Yeah, I think the strengths... <laughs> were definitely like the writing and the acting and and the way even if the writing might have felt cliche at times Mm -hmm. or felt rom-commy you have these actors which we all know are talented lifting the 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 writing up a little bit Mm -hmm. um those are definitely the strengths for sure that i think carry the film in that way you know i already kind of hinted at the cinematography the choices they make, I think there's some cool choices in terms of like framing and composition. Mm-hmm. The There's not, like I said, the, the weakest is probably if you're going in for like a specific look mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Like there's nothing that really stands out in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't need to, obviously. Like this film is not trying to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it sets out what it uh, tries to do. Yeah. Accomplishes the goal. And I highly recommend it to everyone. Yes, I have to agree with that. If I, uh, in a scale of uh, 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 the the twist scale, I give it five twists out of five. I don't know. (laughs) Five twists out of five. (laughs) How crazy is it? Five. How stupid is it? Five. (laughs) How love is it? Five. Out of ten? No, out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Uh, No, 100%. Like, I still would just watch this just for that. And, like, you have to watch yeah. the whole film just to have the twist at the ending yes. be yeah. the payoff. And that's really, like, all... The biggest thing I remember from this movie is that ending. Yeah. Or that... The, the, basically the start of the third act, probably. Um, yeah. The climax. The climax. The climax. Yeah, let me use... Let's let's use this film <laughs> terminology. Oh, excuse me. The climax. Yeah. The climax. Oh. Um, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. That, you have to watch the whole film. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Watch Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. Just for the climax. Five out of five. Five out of five. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, thank you again, Dan and Kimmy. Thank you so much for coming on here, for talking about, for showing me Crazy Stupid Love. um, Because it was great. But also for coming on, for talking about it to me and to the people uh, in home or in their cars or wherever the heck they may be. Um, I, I'd love if you guys have any, like, social media you want to share, things you want to plug, something, please tell them. I think I'll plug, um, Kara, myself, and Danathan, um, are in an improv group called Daytime Delusions. Yeah, the same one that Jaren, lovely past co-host of the show, is also on. Yes! So, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, at Daytime Delusions. Yes. Exactly how it sounds, Daytime delusions yeah improv team check us out we're really funny yeah uh-huh. uh, <laughs> you may have noticed it was so easy for us to be funny together it's because we do this all the time it's because we know each other <laughs> <laughs> I, this is my podcast i'm not supposed to plug things but i'll plug daytime delusions uh dan you please tell the people where to find you what, what, what you'd like them to know about 
Uh, yeah, I will also quote daytime. Oh my gosh, uh, three raving reviews. Uh, we have to g- get Jared. In. Not because I'm, you know, a part of this lovely uh, friendship. And no, team, of course not. No. But you know, we're actually pretty uh, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing I'd like to plug is I am actually uh, currently co-producing a horror film. Ooh, uh, horror. Horror. horror, horror, horror. Is there the, any love in the horror movie? Uh, maybe the the love. Trying to maybe find the loving yourself again. Okay, no fair. You know, we'll see. Uh, I think the hesitation. We'll see if shows. it makes it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say there's a there's, there's not like a love. Okay, okay. Arc, <laughs> Fine. But it'd be you know loving yourself in the way of um, making sure that you're not crazy. Oh yeah, also I love that you love it. Yeah, yeah. I love that um, you love. It. But it's called the intersection of madness. Mm. Uh, so it's the it's going to be a. Uh, who done it? Kind Ooh. of supernatural uh, vibes is yes. the mixing of the genres. If if that kind of piques your interest, exciting. Um, but yeah, you can check us out. We have a fundraiser going on mm. um, for crowdfunding. It's on Facebook. You can find it under the intersection of madness. Nice. Um, and there's a lot of cool things you can. There's a tier you can actually see on the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So that if the amount you donate, you get stuff because oh, we oh, like love we that. like to give back to the people that support us. Of course, absolutely. So for sure, if you're a horror fan or horror. a whodunit Ooh. fan, I like both. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like one of for both. sure. <laughs> if anything, check it out. Uh, share it. Tell your people. Mm. And if you can, donate. Very cool. Yeah. And of course, I'll link uh, any and all social media uh, in description of this episode. So it'll be really easy to just click and find. Don't you worry. Um, But thank you guys again so much for coming on the podcast. And of course, to all of my listeners, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us here, having us be a part of your day today. Um, Yeah, I think that that about sums everything up. So... Bye, y'all. Have a good day, night, whatever time of day it is. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Have a safe trip. (laughs) Wherever. Sure. Whether it's to the bathroom, to the kitchen. To the couch. Of course. I bye. Love you. Oh, no. The kisses flew off. No.